are all here self-selected, right? So there's, I guess, immediately for me, there's something that tells me there is a healthy drive inside of all of you to want to talk about things that have been going on in your life, right? Like, it's, it's quite a big thing to put yourself forward to do this, and I, I recognise that, but it, it also speaks to me that there's something really healthy inside of you that wants to talk, wants to share, wants to connect. And so I wonder where the group wants to begin. It might just be nice to get like an emotional pulse. How are people feeling? Just as a quick check-in. Generally? <laughs> just in general? Yeah, after, just as a, yeah, yeah. If you can't say fine and you can't say okay, how are you feeling? Actually good. Yeah. Good energy inside. Yeah. Nice. That's a feeling, not really, I don't know. More positive. Just yeah. Positive, like it's a new year, fresh leaf, a time to like, Possibilities are endless. Yeah, renewal. In that sense. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. Um, didn't do anything work-wise over Christmas, which is the first time in a in a long while. So that's that was a, it was a good achievement. But then we went back to work um, Wednesday, uh -huh. and it was quite overwhelming. It was almost that, how do we do this? Yeah. Because we we'd driven so so hard towards the back end of last year. We then had a stop, and it was like, how do we? How do we pick it up energy-wise? Yeah. Um, so that, that was that was quite tough. Um, and my wife is struggling with it a little bit more than I am. Okay. Um, but yeah, but yeah, 2023 looks looks positive. Yeah, but that point about rest, you know, like having true rest. Not I'm yeah. not talking about sleep. I'm talking about rest. You know, like completely cut off from work. Yeah. That period, but then the juxtaposition of that of going back in and feeling like, whoa. Yeah. 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 It was it was quite hard hitting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was great actually having that having that time mm -hmm. time away with the kids, making memories. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Nice. Um, I'm more nervous today than the first episode. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me know why. I think probably because know everyone a bit better. Um, but how would I describe myself? I'm flat. Okay. Um, I'm kind of used to living life with a lot of chaos. Yeah. A lot of drama, and after Christmas, there's not. It's all very. In a good way, it's yeah. very level, but that makes me uneasy because I'm so used to the drama of being up and down. Right. That when things are kind of on a normal level, I find myself being a little bit like, where's the drama? Yeah. Where's the yeah. chaos? Where's the fear? Where's the anxiety? Yeah. Where's the upset? Where's the, yeah. who can I piss off today? Or, you know, how can I self-sabotage? Or who's going to upset me today? So there's the anxiety and the nerves of today, of this project, and then there's also the unsettling um, level of yeah. oh, actually everything's okay. So when's it going to not so be? It, yeah, yeah, when's it going to blow up again? But don't get me wrong, I hope that doesn't come across as a negative thing. I'm trying to yeah, get used yeah. to living on a level where things are manageable. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at at the minute. Well, from my perspective, thank you for your honesty. Um, I'd rather you were honest. Uh, I'm also nervous. I'm always nervous, actually, when we kind of do these things because I want to do right by you all. So I'm, I'm also nervous. Um, and it's, I think, really true what you say. You know, if you are so used to your baseline being dysregulated, actually regulation can feel quite scary, right? It yeah. takes a while. Yeah. So maybe the unease of this is actually making me feel calmer in a weird way. Right, interesting. Because I can feel my body sort of filling full of the energy that I'm like, oh, okay. This is familiar. I'm familiar with this, whereas yeah. 
this morning driving over was quite calm. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is odd. Is there something missing? Yeah. Um, but, you know, in a grateful way, I'm, I'm glad to experience this so that I can try and find this level more because hopefully serenity is boring, as they say. <laughs> so if I ever get to that point, it'll be calm and it'll be yeah. boring, let's say. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I've been good. Um, I don't know. I always get nervous around New Year's. I don't know why. It's not. I don't know whether it's not knowing what the what the next year is going to hold. But I don't even think it's that because I don't think I think that far ahead. Um, I always just find it a bit dull. So I always feel a bit down New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. So I try to play it up with some music or something like that. But right now I'm feeling good, feeling calm. Yeah. Which is nice. I think I know. I know what you mean about. I need to have some sort of anxiousness just to keep me on edge and keep me, I don't know, like alive in that sense and in, in the moment. So right. I think this helps because I get really quite nervous about coming and doing this and stuff like that. But it doesn't happen until I walk through the door. Um, so you're good at compartmentalising yeah, it until uh, you get Yeah, exactly. To the so place. I'm driving here, it's fine. So it's not even like I'm doing anything, I'm just driving here. Then when I get around the corner, park up and I'm walking, then I feel like, oh, okay, yeah, it's good. it's good. It keeps me, keeps me sharp. Mm -hmm. But um, um, otherwise, I'm really good. It's interesting, though, again, we're talking about that kind of addiction to adrenaline, addiction to the cortisol, the it doesn't feel right if I don't feel a little bit nervous or anxious or I have some, like, fire to put out, and how then we feel really bizarre in our own bodies, like it doesn't feel at home when we don't feel that. Mm. Yeah. And I wonder, I'm just curious, but... Um, I guess two things, that kind of cyclical nature of New Year's not being good, right? Like the, mm. there'll probably be something about that, um, that that's buried away there or, you know, there'll be a reason. There's always something at the engine of that. Mm. Um, but actually at times how compartmentalizing cool. our anxiety can really put us on the back foot. Like we can feel like in the short term it really helps because I'm not flooded with anxiety, you know, in the build up even last night. But I wonder if uh, somewhere that anxiety is going until it becomes conscious and until you step in the room, yeah. it goes somewhere. And I know we yeah. spoke last time about body, right? Like how yeah. it comes out in the body. So, yeah, just yeah, mindful of that. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm quite tired. Mm -hmm. I feel tired. Uh, like Christmas and New Year is quite like, I just find it quite like a... It's quite intense time, it's uh -huh. just like cyclical, it's just the same, it's just it's just wrapped up. So going through it and surviving it and then coming through the other side of it, like I had a bit of a, I was ill the last couple of days and okay. I generally think it's one, just getting to the other side and just being like, right, I can be kind of left alone into the new year now yeah. and it doesn't have to come round. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a Grinch, I don't hate it or anything like that, but I just find it's like, it's like a pressure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel quite tired, but yeah. But your well. body's communicating that by the sounds of it. Like your body again is Don't voicing. <laughs> no, no. What I mean by that is your body, when it, it gets over and through, you said surviving it. Your body is like. Phew, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe you get ill. Right? Yeah. Like. Uh, definitely, I've definitely found that in terms of like, um, and generally doing some work to try and understand when when you're in freeze or you're in like mm -hmm. that um, cortisol stress, all yeah. of that like your body does need to dump it somewhere so yeah. if you have gone through something it will catch like it will catch up with you in, in yeah. some sense so i guess over that period yeah definitely being a bit anxious or apprehensive or going out or and having to do like social things all the time um 
yeah, I got to the other side and my body just went, you need a couple of days here, kid. Yeah. Like, we're going to glue you to that sofa and you are not moving. Yeah. Um, so you've got me out of the house today, so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And how beautiful your body can talk to you in that way. I thought he was going to say I had a beautiful body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah, no. I, no, it's good. It yeah. feels good to do that because I think I, I think the Senate for years probably never kind of experienced it mm -hmm. um, and was just always on the fight or flight mode and just on that on that mode. Yeah. And yeah, once you now recognising that you know in, in prolonged periods where you're a bit anxious or anything, your body will kick back. So I know that I'm just in that state and yeah. I'm just a bit tired, but it's cool. It's fine. It'll go. Yeah, so. and you have words for it now, right? Like you said, I'm in the freeze. Actually, yeah. maybe I just need to plunk myself on this sofa and yeah. that's what's going on. I'm not fighting it, I'm not running away, but maybe my body is a bit like... like oh, I had... Uh, yeah, no, it's, um, that's definitely been like a, a massive learning. Like before Christmas, I think, I, I wouldn't ever associate myself with having like a panic attack or, or anything like that. I'd never know what it was. I'd just mm -hmm. like carry on through, drink coffee and and go after it and then I think there was one time before I just I had to ask for something and it was a really small thing I had to like ask for my days to be moved around at work or something and the amount of mental energy it took for me to ask someone and he was like yeah sound and uh, my body clearly just went into like like free everything was just it I could only see that conversation I couldn't see anything past it right. um, and it was the smallest thing and I was just wiped out I had to just lie on the sofa yeah. my legs were gone like tunnel vision, this oh, is the yeah, conversation yeah. I've got to have. And it seems so like minimal, but like I generally well, thought I was going to die. If you don't minimise <laughs> it, right? No, but if you don't minimise it, it doesn't seem minimal. It sounds pretty awful, actually. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then as soon as I slept, I was fine. Yeah. As soon as I just, I just went, I need a couple of hours here. It's, it's cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. That's all right. And obviously, it's, it's kind of the session where you're going to be leading. And so I'm wondering yeah. how you are. Uh, in general, good. Mm -hmm. uh, relaxed, I think. Just really relieved to see the back end of last year. So, fresh start and mm. sure. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's it really. Yeah. Well, really, we are kind of going to go with that format, right? Where we're going to have somebody lead on each group. And so, I am going to turn to you because it, it, in a way, you've kind of cued us into it already, which is maybe that last year you did feel like you needed to draw a line under, yeah. right? And uh, ironically, we're going to be here probably talking about it, right? So maybe we can help bring some closure to that in a different way, emotionally, yeah. as well as kind of the, I guess, the, um, the sense of time, the distance that that can bring. But yeah. actually, emotionally, can we get, you know, can we get processing? Can we get, can we get you into a different place? Do you want to be in a different place, maybe, from where you were last year. Yeah. 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 So where should we begin? Um, well, I think from since the last session, um, being more open and having probably better quality conversations with Molly, I'd say we're both in 10 times better position. Okay. Um, more relaxed, we've had more, the conversations that would probably have felt more uncomfortable, not only together, but with other people, now mm -hmm. feel a lot more normal. So what do you yeah. think is responsible for that? You say, I mean, you link it to since last session. Do you think there's some connection? Uh, well, yeah. So put a, like a, a post on Instagram after this session, um, just to like, in, kind of like indirectly let people know what happened. Because okay. 
we see quite a lot of people got quite a big like network of like friends and family and stuff so not everybody knows it was not like a secret but at the same time we're not like massively like going around telling everybody mm -hmm. so I think I used to get like really anxious for example if we went to like a situation where I'm thinking oh is somebody going to say something someone going to announce a pregnancy is someone going to say something that could be insensitive to Molly but I think now that things are out in the open I feel a lot more better day to day more relaxed more grounded okay when we do anything when we're going around seeing friends and family and that's helped massively for me yeah Good. wonderful and I do want to pick up on that point because I, w I was really I've been thinking about this right that actually when it comes to miscarriage it can be a quiet grief you yeah. know when somebody dies and we've known them and lots of people have known them you kind of come together in the grief and you do talk about it and yet I think with miscarriage or infant loss it's a quieter grief I think lonely is the word yeah for it, yeah yeah, because like you say, maybe we haven't told everybody or we don't know how to tell people and in a way then invites in people not knowing and announcing pregnancies or, yeah. you know, it, it, it is a really difficult position to be in and um, it sounds like it not being such a quiet grief anymore that actually it's, it's changed things, it's metabolised something in a different way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and I think what we've learned as well is that I think I definitely would have underestimated how this process would have felt for me before it happened. And I think when you're like in the thick of that grief, you kind of, your mindset is that everybody else should understand how you're feeling and be like sensitive to that situation. But that's just not the case. And I don't think you can expect people to understand it and truly know your situation until they're in it. So I think we've learned that now as a couple and we kind of see things differently, which we feel better for it as well, in a weird way. People people probably really uncomfortable around us to talk about things that have got children or they're pregnant and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But we kind of, we see that in a different way now and that's, that definitely helps us as well. Can you put more words to what a different way is for you both? I appreciate she's not here, but yeah. as much as you can, can you put it into more words than, I guess, add on to that? What is the different way that you see it? I think it's just, like I said before, I think we expected everybody to kind of feel our pain, maybe, and know exactly how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no, there's no right or wrong way to talk to somebody who's going through grief or act around somebody or... Mm -hmm. It's a lot, lot of different examples, but I just think when we're, I don't know, when we're in the thick of it, we are just kind of felt like everyone was against us a little bit. Yeah. Or everyone was maybe a little bit insensitive or... It's, it's really hard to explain, but I kind of feel like we're in a place now where we've... where we've kind of come out the other side of it in the sense that we've kind of accepted it and this is our situation, like, it is what it is, we're, we're moving forwards. We can now, like... It's just not a conversation, it's not a topic now where it's like... If someone mentions something to do with babies or mm -hmm. us, like, before, it's like my heart would sink. Right, now that wound like, is like being yeah, jagged. Now it's like we kind of, we accept it and it's like we can have like a normal conversation with people about it. Like mm -hmm. we know we're not going like to sit at a table and get upset. I know Molly's oh, yeah. not going to get upset, which is like massive for me to not have to worry about it. I can see her at work talking to like the girls at work and having conversations about it and mm -hmm. having like a, a laugh and things. And it's, it's made such a difference to how I feel. Yeah. 
Well, it, it makes me think about, I don't know if you guys are thinking this, but you, you mentioned about loneliness, right? Like actually it was lonely in the raw pain of that. And now how that's transformed now people know, yeah. right? That actually there's a desire and a longing for people to know the pain that you're in, but it's so hard when people don't know what you've gone through yeah. because it's not being voiced that actually you do feel very alone with that. And, and something has been transmuted by being able to start to share it in a way that feels comfortable. Because I'm also drawn back to the fact that you said you're a private person. Yeah. And actually when we, we met last time, you were talking about um, the ways that you might take yourself off to have your feelings, as opposed to sat, you know, being sat with Molly and certainly Adam, you were sharing you know, the, the kind of uh, contrast to that with your wife, right? Being able to sit in it together, what that was like versus I hear and I get a sense and tell me if I'm wrong, but the part of you that is no longer feeling the heavy weight of, is Molly okay? Yeah. Right? Like actually, I, maybe there's now a bit more space because she is okay. She's feeling a bit more robust that actually you can also have a bit more of the feelings together. Yeah, and I think because I've been more open to how I felt after this, that, the first session we did here. I think she's taken, whereas I probably felt like I had 100% of like the, I need to make sure everything was okay and everything was about making Molly's okay. Mm -hmm. It's now like 50-50. So I think not, Molly, now, now I'm more open about how I feel. I think she feels uh, more support to, or more like, what's the word? Like she, she needs yeah. to make sure she's there for me as much as I'm there for her. Not that she wasn't before, like she's, she has been, but. I think it's kind of, it's a bit more balanced now. And right. I feel more relaxed about that. And it's made, it's probably made her deal with it better as well, in a weird way. Yeah. Right. Do you not think it's weird that by you saying like how you truly feel, even though that may be negative, it actually improves yeah. the situation. Whereas when you're dealing with something, you're trying to keep those feelings like locked away because you're like, well, if I say that, then everyone's going to be concerned or, or even like Molly, yeah. for instance, she might be concerned because I'm feeling bad, but by you, being open and saying, oh, this is how I feel, it actually improves the situation. 100%. Which yeah. is, which is mm. kind of strange when you, when you think about it in that sense. Yeah, kind of in it together then. Yeah. 100%, yeah. And I think at, at the start, I was kind of like the first time it happened, because there'd been two miscarriages, I kind of just thought, oh, this has happened, ride it out. But then it's happened twice and it's been like over a year now. So it's like, you don't know how long this is going to go on for, so you can't just keep like, bottling it up, so. Right. Yeah. And this idea that my feelings could damage the other person, right, Bill, which is what you're kind of alluding to there. Like, if, I, if I'm honest about those feelings, they might in some way cause damage, right? Is that, is that again, like a, a fair representation of what you were saying there? Yeah, I just feel like if, because you're, like um, John was saying, trying to protect the other person, your job is to make sure everything's okay by saying, well, I'm not okay is not helping to the situation of we're trying to make everything better. Mm -hmm. I'm mean, saying so I'm not okay, then yeah. everything's not okay then. Yeah. But actually, then whoever it is that is supporting you, whether it's your partner or friends, then they know the truth of what's going on. So then they can act accordingly and then you're all in it kind of together. together. So then that actually improves this, the, uh, the situation. Yeah. 100%, yeah. And I think when we've had a lot more moments, like emotional moments, and I think for me being more open, it's like if something can like upset one of us or something happens, like being more open about it, I'll kind of just talk about it straight away and it definitely like heightens things like massively. But then I'll find once I sleep on it and wake up the next day, it's like I squashed it. 
yeah. rather than just sitting at this level all the time. It kind of goes up, talk about it, go to bed, wake up, and I feel ten times better than I did the day before, and I can kind of get on with things for it. So this, I mean, to me, I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, <coughs> this is transformative, right? I don't know whether you are sat here thinking this, but that is pretty incredible after one session yeah. to hear that you are letting her in, right? And, and ultimately, I, I, I guess I was drawn to when we met last time, I had this image of you, you know, kind of going off for the run in the rain and just, you know, that being the only space where you were alone, right? Yeah. And she was alone at home. She had no idea. And yet here you are sat in front of us and that is pretty transformative. Yeah, and I just do, do feel a lot better for it. Yeah. Yeah, good work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's... <laughs> I, I do want to pick up on one thing that you said um, because I think it's really important um, as we're talking about yeah, children, um, infant loss, miscarriage, which was the uncertainty, right? Like we don't know how long this is going to go on for yeah. and I wondered about that now. Like how is that, how is that present in your life between the two of you? Is that something you are talking openly about? Is it something that... Yeah, we talk about that probably most mornings when we walk the dog. Okay. So it's, we're very open about that. We kind of always have been. Um, I'm still really positive. I don't want to go into details of like the actual like tests and stuff, but everything that we've been having, like tests and stuff, has come back as like mm -hmm. really good, really positive. So mm -hmm. there's no like underlying issue that we need to yeah. be concerned about at this point. So it's like... I'm still very much of the mindset it's, it's going to happen. It's like these things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And I think since, definitely like since the last month or so, like Alice is more relaxed than ever on the same mindset about that. So yeah, good in that sense. But there's, there's been times where it's definitely been like, you, you can go and sit on your phone and read forums online and spiral into a, a world of like, oh my God, it's, it's never going to happen. What's wrong yeah. with us? And, trying to self-diagnose everything you can think of, which I'm sure everybody would do yeah. in that situation. But we've kind of just learned now that it's not worth doing that. Just stick to what you know, what you hear from people who actually know about it. Yeah. And just, just do what you can and just being healthy, like trying to exercise, trying to keep our minds ticking along. Yeah. John, do you, yeah, do you have friends that have been through similar things or like family that, yeah. that have been through similar things? And do you talk to them? Do you have that dialogue with other people that understand? Yeah. And does that help? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, since... Um, Definitely since since it's the first one that happened, we told like close family and friends and there's, it's, they say I think one in four people have miscarriage, but I'd, I'd probably say one in two of my friends have wow. had it or like friends of friends or they at least know somebody that's had it. So when you talk to people, like you only get reassurance on it because it tends to always be a positive outcome in the end for people. So that's always good to hear. But mm. yeah, it's um since putting out you know, my post about the last session where we kind of indirectly announced it yeah um had a lot of people even just coming on it saying oh yeah this happened to me and people messaging me like directly and seeing people out and yeah it's a lot it, of conversations have been had i think because that notion to me is that i'm the only person going through what i'm going through no mm -hmm. one else in the world understands hence hence so i'm gonna close off and hold mm -hmm. it all in and protect myself but actually opening up allows a space for everyone else that has been through something similar. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first episode where I sat across from uh, you and went, oh yeah, I'm the resident expert on addiction and your face just went, <laughs> as if to say, oh, I know what you're talking about. And all of a sudden, mm. you know, there's somebody else who kind of knows what I'm talking about. Right. So that element of opening up opens up a world 
of people that understand what I'm going through. And that for me, <coughs> excuse me, for addiction was massive because I thought mm. I was this, you know, only guy sort of sat at home, lonely, you know, wanting to drink, but no one else understood. Mm -hmm. And I went to addiction recovery meetings and the whole room's there going, yeah, we know, mate, we've been through what you've been through. Just, you know, we'll, we'll show you the way. And mm. having someone to talk to that's been through the process of, yeah. of grief or... You know, yeah. miscarriage, it, it, did it reassure you that things will get better? 100%, but I think for men as well, it's unless you do open up, it's quite hard to find out information. I know it's like, especially for like miscarriage, it's 99% sure, 99% uh, of what you read about or see online, it's related to the women's side of mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. A lot less, certainly a lot less I've come across around men, so I think the only way I've been able to have those conversations is by opening up about it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess when I, I'm, I'm also drawn to what we know about when you don't grieve, right? And then a baby comes along after miscarriage. And I think this is important that we, we kind of talk about it because um, it does impact then our parenting with the, the next child, right? So if we haven't made space to grieve the lost child, yeah. it really does affect the way that we see even or experience the pregnancy or experience the new child. Um, and so I'm just, I'm, I'm almost in my, again, my mind imagining the difference now from your capacity to open up with Molly and how that has changed things between you, right? Like something is being more digested between you. You're able to talk about things more deeply. You're connecting more emotionally. And in a way, it sounds like uh, she's giving you the space to do that and you feel that she is strong enough to then to be able to let you lean on her, right? Like as in you, she can provide that to you. But the difference that that will have when and if you have a child, right? Because it, it really does, when we don't grieve the loss of the previous children, yeah. it really can then be transferred into the next pregnancy. Got you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because I appreciate that's probably new information, but it, it feels, I agree with you, there's a lot of information out there for mothers. I would say, though, this is probably not talked about, right? Actually, if you're not um, addressing what's going on, and, and the loss that's happened, we definitely know it can impact. And, and I don't think that's as spoken to, which is why I bring it into this space to, to, to share that. Yeah. Um, obviously, I can only talk from my point of view on this, mm -hmm. but I, I'm at a, a kind of a place where now I just, like, would certainly just take nothing for granted, like, and if it does happen, or when it does, I'm really confident that it will, or, like, mm. just, I'll just, no, I'll be just so happy that I, just like, like it would always be a period of my life where I would look back on and like it happened and stuff mm. and I, I do think one day I'll be able to hopefully say like some some good came of it in a, in a weird way mm -hmm. so even just things like this or mm -hmm. having chats with other people and becoming definitely become closer to other people um but I think it's kind of I don't know I just I think we'll just be so happy for a that time when it does come around that I certainly can't see anything from my point of view where my, my grief is going to have any sort of like negative impact on when we do have a child. Mm. But but you've already started to transform that grief, right? Like it's no longer just being held oh, within yeah. you, it's now shared and it's in it's in community too. Yeah. 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 Mm. 
You look like you wanted to say something. I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere close to having kids, so I don't. I don't I'm just trying to like, I'm taking John's uh, experience on and just being like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. like that's what people are going through, but it's, I just find it interesting. Well, what, what not, like, not, not that interesting, no. but I think, no, yeah. uh, What feelings is it bringing up? I think, in the like, I think there was one bit that you said about the when you kind of want to open space for other people that have kind of gone through the same things and then you feel more connected and you've kind of like hard, like you were saying with, um, is it Molly? Yeah. Once you're saying with Molly, it's like once you've gone through. Uh, you think that you've got to do it all on your own and then you've got to be there but once you've like halved it you're like way more connected with other people and that's like a really good thing yeah and you don't have to kind of have the burden on yourself that you've got to go through it all so there was just a bit when you said about that so I was saying in in and in my life in just in terms of doing that like when COVID came around and I was with my partner and stuff like that I ran around for ages making like funny videos and trying to make everybody laugh on the internet and trying to make sure everybody else was okay like texting everybody and i probably got like six weeks six six weeks in seven weeks in eight weeks in and just like fully just spiraled yeah. out of control mm -hmm. just purely because i hadn't even registered to myself how much i was like i've lost my job like i've lost my job i've lost my outlet i've lost loads of things right. um but yeah that that bit where um of, of, I just recognise that within myself of being the one that wants to go out and go for a run and then make sure you're alright for everybody else Yeah. Um, and still maintain being this character as opposed to just going, do you know what it's really affected me this by the way yeah. um, and then people, you, you know you kind of bring yourself back down to a human level and you can yeah. share the experience right. like our own humanity, that's how we connect right? Yeah, and yeah. that coping mechanism that sounds like yeah. it's been honed which is I get busy, I get active, yeah. and it's kind of the the focus is on external, yeah, like yeah. making sure they're okay, and then and then I'm okay if they're okay, yeah, yeah. but actually I'm not okay, yeah. and then the breakdown. And then you get productive, you're like, right, I've got to be productive, um, I've got to use this, I've got to do it, but actually I think a lot of the learning is you've got to kind of let it in, mm -hmm. and you've got to understand it you can still be like you can be sad you can be you can be down you can be whatever it is but you've got to feel it mm -hmm. and still carry on in spite of and, you know what i mean like let it hit let it like let it come in when the waves come in or, or whatever um but then you kind of move through it and you get more comfortable with the feeling of of it when it hits instead of just blocking it and denying that it's there so um, what is it when you say it what is it uh so so I, I, I think a lot of me would be, like personally myself, would be like sadness or, mm -hmm. um, or when you feel like depressed. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, like before Christmas, I think we, we had a good session the last time and stuff, really enjoyed it. But again, like going into that before, I was, you know when you're struggling to get out of bed and you're like, right, I just can't get out. I'm not motivated. I, I need to do it. I need something that's going to get me the bright spark to get out of bed. And you do that for weeks mm -hmm. and then it's like a couple of weeks and then hang on the moment that you just go i'm actually just in a bit of a depressed mood that's gone on for like a month the moment you do that you go all oh, right well i know what it is now and yeah. i can like move forwards right. and i can i can just give myself time and patience but it's that i guess that i don't know if you have this and try if you try and fight it for as long as possible and actually the moment you go do you know what i'm depressed or i'm down at the moment you go oh it's all right john just 
take time with yourself do you want to just relax and then um, yeah the moment you make room for it in yeah, you, yeah yeah like it's it sounds like at times the part of you that wants to be rid of it yeah. right like that wants it to not even exist like annihilate it it doesn't exist yeah. right but the moment you say yes yeah this is in me yeah right? yeah there's something about that that kind of surrenders and softens to yeah it. yeah and then it doesn't seem as scary it doesn't seem as bad mm-hmm. you just go oh all right i've just got to give myself a bit of space now mm-hmm. um and then you can you just go right this is going to be the next couple of months or whatever it is and it's it's fine mm-hmm. um minimizes it oh this i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> for me it's, it's not i don't think it's about <coughs> the um trying to get rid of it for me it's I go into the little bit of a madness trying to figure out what's causing it. So I get that kind of feeling of sadness or anxiety or like feeling depressed, but like just feeling like really silent. But then I'm trying to figure out what, what's causing it. And then that takes me, that takes it into even further for a little bit. So I go quiet as a person for half a day. People know, oh, Jim's feeling a bit down because like he's just gone quiet. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to figure out what it is. And then, but once I accept it, and just go, all right, let's just go through it. And then you may have a tear. You might feel a bit like you just you just ride it and then you feel better after. But for me, people are watching that. Mm-hmm. I know they're watching it. And like, for example, I said the other day, I was in bed, lights are off, it, the missus is next to me and she knows that I'm upset for some reason. Um, and she may, like, I, I've started crying or whatever it was. Or, and she's like, what, what's wrong, what's wrong? And because the lights are up, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's like, just feel a bit, I just, ugh, you know, but I'm fine. Um, but she can't see me crying. She probably gave me, like, like tears coming, like, whatever, but, because she was lying next to me, but I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Because your breathing changes and she can sense it. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, fine, fine. I was just thankful the lights were off. But I don't know what it was, but people around me watch me go into this little mini self-destruction kind of explosion, and then I'm fine, and then I'm back to myself. So you say you, you can't let her see it, yeah. right? I, you aren't letting her see it, yeah. in a way, right? That is what you're telling us. And I wonder um, when you do that, because it's interesting, isn't it? In a way, your coping mechanism to withdraw and retreat invites the other in to pursue. Yeah. Right? Like as if uh, that's the way that you've learnt to then seek the help. When I withdraw, other people will notice hmm. and they might reach out. Right? If we think about getting a need met, like there's a need because you're feeling sad, you're not sure what's, what's it, um, causing it, but the way that you're coping with it is to in fact draw people in. Mm. But it's, it's when they're then drawn in, you then reject. Do you see that? Like yeah. that she will come, like you're sad, and then you dismiss and reject. And I, I wonder um, about that, like are you aware of that? I think I'm aware of it, and I think maybe like, I know if I just talked about it, probably like, it, it would, I'd deal with it quicker, but I don't know. I think we talked about it last time. It's that sense of like, as soon as they notice, I'm like, I get through quicker. I was fine, don't worry, I'm, I'm fine. And I do feel better after, but I don't, I just don't want to open that door because I don't want her to see that side of me. Because I don't, like, you, I'm meant to be the one that's, you know, she talks about I feel safe, whatever, and stuff like that. And that's not her fault. But for me, then I've got to be that that castle okay. and just be strong in it and just crack on. And it's, it's, I, I don't know what I'm sad about. I don't know what I go quiet about. Um, and I did say that I'm going to start doing some therapy sessions in 2023. That's something I'm looking forward to. Some mm-hmm. voluntary kind of social, like just 
there's not a problem, but I need to just get the way I think out and maybe there's something there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I'm still trying to figure out why I don't wear it. I've, I've started for that, that sort of scenario, whereas I just do exactly the same, like bottle it up. Um, I've just kind of, last like, month or so, if I like, if I feel like any like sort of emotion now, like negative, like anxious about something, I'll just, just say it to Molly straight away. So I'll be like, just as like, an example, we're going for a meal with a load of people, so I'm really anxious about this meal tonight. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I would never would have said that before. Mm -hmm. I'd have gone through all day feeling <laughs> sick. Probably got pissed at the meal early in case so it's a sense of right. that that's how I would have dealt with it. Yeah. And I'll just say it and I'll just feel ten times better. So I don't even let it get to a point where I could get upset about it. I just mm. say what I think straight away. Like yeah. over communicate in a weird way. And I felt better for that. But is it over communicating or is it well, communicating? It's not, it's just compared to what you're used to, is yeah. it? Yeah. It feels like yeah. to me like it's over communicating because I wasn't communicating at all. Yeah. I think maybe it's just I don't have the words for it. So if it's something like that, I will talk about it. So I've been a bit shit about this meal or whatever. But when it's something that I don't know, I don't want to open that conversation because I don't know what it is and I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going on inside. So I can't explain it to her. So there's the fear of so the unknown of yes. where she might get to that you don't even, you've not gone and scoped it out. You've not done a recce, uh, uh, like a mental I mean. recce. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out what it is. But then if someone's saying to me, are you okay? Like, let's talk. I think there's talk about like I, I physically don't know what the words are going to be to say what I'm feeling. But um, so just on that, like because I I definitely do the set like definitely do the same. I'll I'll be like, why am I feeling like this? There must be like there must be something, and I'll like chronologically mm -hmm. trace my steps back, and I'll be like, right, I'll get like print stuff off and put it in like a red room, hang it down like a New York cop, and be like, right, what did I say? <laughs> and then actually like to the point where I just go all right, just quiet, like, just let it hit. Like, you're feeling this, you're just feeling this way. It's not necessarily been something like that. You might have, you might have just, something's just hit you and you feel like that. Right. As opposed to trying to kind of just constantly, like, be saying, like, your brain's a muscle, right? So if you go to the gym and train your bicep every day and you try and think, and, you, and mm -hmm. you're using your brain, you're trying to think your way out of thinking, like, you just go all, all in loops as opposed to just going, Bang. Right. Oh, I'm crying. But I love what you've just described there because essentially the self-awareness and the reflection is really important, right? That yeah. part of you saying, I'm curious as to why, yeah. right? And you're right, it may not be something that has just happened. It might be on a very unconscious level, some memory has been triggered or a feeling has been triggered that is reminiscent of something years prior that's not been dealt with, yeah. that isn't fully conscious yet. But this idea that we ruminate, right, as a defense in order to avoid the feeling, yeah. right? So actually the moment you say, right, just forget it, I'm gonna put away the New York cop style and I just let the feeling come up, yeah. right? Because you can see that whilst you're busy mentally expending that energy, you're not with your feeling, yeah, yeah. right? And the same with you, right? There's a desire to know and that is really important. Like we're meaning making and we want to understand but it can also be used very defensively, mm. right? So um, in a way, we can't know ahead of time what's there until we're kind of in it, experiencing it. And the part of you that says, I'm not gonna let you in though, because actually that, I, and I, I don't wanna put too, word, too many words here in, because I think that's where you should fill it, but what that would mean for somebody else to be alongside you, or at least your partner to be alongside. I hear you say maybe with a therapist, it might be different. Mm. 
but something about that emotional closeness and the emotional vulnerability when you don't know what you might find. Like, can I let her in when I don't know what's there? And I, I wonder, like, like I said, if I don't fill that space with, with my words, what words you might say. I can't let my partner in in case. I guess it's just, I think it's finding that, well, as I, say, I, I do drive myself crazy trying to find out what the cause is. Right. And I think it's, it's just like that. You know, you open the door and it's a dark room. It is scary to go into there. So mm -hmm. if I've got to do that, I've got to do that because I've got to get through this thing. I might cry. I might but I've get got it to do that alone. Do you see? Yeah. You like I've got to do that alone before I allow her in. Like oh, as yeah. opposed to, oh, I'm in a dark room and I'm with somebody. Whew, right. Like the idea that I have to cross that threshold alone is really what I'm, I'm picking out here. And I appreciate yeah. there's layers to this. But the layer that I'm kind of focusing on is the part of you that says, uh, I need to do this alone and I need to have it savvy in my mind before I need to have perfected it mm. before I give it over to you rather yeah, than we explore the messy together. I, I can see that. I know for a fact that she would love to do that, explore that with me. Uh -huh. I know. But I think I, I think maybe I'm just too protective. I think. I, I just want to make sure everything's okay before they come in. It's that whole concept, you know, for like, let's say the house is the alarm's going off. I'm going down. No one else is going to go. I'm going to go down with someone else. But I, I would never let her down there. So why would I do it hypothetically in my head? In the right, same like situation? I'm not going to let her go into the basement yeah. with the feelings. I'm going to go first and then... Because I think if I let her in, uh -huh. um, maybe I'm going to be trying to... I don't know, it's, it's really hard concept. Like, it will be harder because I'm trying to make sure she's okay with what I'm talking about. Because maybe it's a bit too scary. Maybe it's a bit too vulnerable for me. It's a bit scary from what I'm saying. It might then scare her. I don't know. Well, again, but, but I know for a fact that she'll be really good with it. And I know she'll be a really good listener. But. but do you notice, and I think this is really important, you say something really profound and then you say, I don't know. Yeah. And yet you do because you've just told us. You do know, right? I think you've just really captured something very important there, which was, I'm not going to go and let her in because I need to check that she is okay. My focus is on her when actually it should be on me. Mm. And so I wonder about parents. Like, is there mum or dad that you had to do that for? No, I, I, I think uh, now my parents are really supportive. Um, we never really talked about mental health in the house until four years ago, maybe like that. You never really talked? talked about mental health, how you're feeling and stuff like that. So I talked about last time how <laughs> dad go from, you know, not talking about anything. He would just bottle everything up. So now he will then tell me like he's emotionally drained. It's a very weird word for him to say because it's not anything he's ever said before. So I don't know, like I've always been allowed to express my feelings in that sense. But I think it's that same concept of being the older brother and stuff like that. I always find it weird. I can't do it in front of him, for example, because I'm meant to be the older brother, I'm meant to be stronger, whatever it might be. If he comes home from school crying, then it's, it's all right. We, he can talk about it. Let's, let's make sure you're okay. Mm -hmm.